Good morning. How's everybody? Uh, I'm going to ask you guys to stand, and I'm going to pray for us just before we get started, if that's cool. I'm asking for your permission to pray. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. God, thank you so much just for, uh, for this morning. Thank you for uh, your presence that's already here in this place. Uh, I just pray that you would open our eyes to who you are today. We love you, and we just give you this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody excited about D'Lo on the front? I'm I so excited about it.
He shall return in robes of white, blazing sun shall peer. 
on Jesus' face. Isn't that a beautiful picture right there? You are 
God, thank you that you reveal yourself to us in so many ways. In so many different needs that we have, Lord, that you are the definition of uh, uh, that meter. Thank you just for uh, your compassion towards us. Thank you for the fact that you want us and you delight for us to um, turn our attention to you and to hand over um, things to you. That we just submit to your control over our lives and whatever that looks like for each heart in here. Uh, just... Uh, just thank you for the imagery of uh, your love for us in so many different ways in these songs and these lyrics uh, that we've lifted up about you today. I just pray more than anything, Lord, just that um, you speak to our hearts in this time together today, that we leave here changed, that we leave here exactly equipped as we need to be to go out and to uh, face the the uh, the next moment ahead of us. We love you and we just give you this time. It's such an honor to be here in your presence. We love you and it's in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. I'd like to invite all the kids down. Come on. Good morning. All right. Come on. All right. If I need it, okay. I got some questions to ask y'all this morning. Today, we're... Scooch over and let him sit. There you go. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about rest. And so, I have some questions for you. Do y'all like to take naps? No. Oh. Not at all. Okay. Yeah, when I asked Nora that question this morning, she said yes, and I was like, really? Okay, all right. Do y'all like to go to bed at night? Yes. Mixed feelings on that? Okay, okay. Have any of you ever tried to go to sleep, and as hard as you try, you just can't fall asleep? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're just sitting there tossing. T- okay, one more question. That's my next question. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and maybe yes. been a little bit afraid? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do when you wake up in the middle of the night? Oh, okay. That's good. Get some water, go back to bed. Anyone else have a different answer? I'll tell you what happens at my house. When Nora wakes up in the middle of the night, she comes right into our bedroom, and she wants one of us to go to bed with her. She wants to get in our bed, or she wants one of us, either me or her daddy. Do any of y'all like to sleep with your parents if they'll let you? Yeah. Okay, so I want you to think about this for a second. I want you to imagine what it feels like when you get to curl up next to your mom or your dad or grandma or someone that feels really comfortable, and you get to snuggle up beside them and it's so warm and cozy and it feels so safe doesn't it they move you when you're asleep how dare they okay so so that feeling is so good right and it makes us feel so safe that's the best kind of rest there is and I'll tell you why that rest is so good it's because you know you're perfectly safe. When you're curled up in your parents' arms or in a grandparent's or anyone who loves you's arm, you know that you're safe. Well, you know, that's not the only people that can give us that kind of rest. 
you know, God can give us that kind of, yeah, Jesus, that's right. He can give us that kind of rest. In fact, there's a Bible verse that says he gathers the lambs up in his arms. And what that means is that God is waiting there with his arms open and he's ready to, to hold you and to make you feel safe and make you feel warm. And all you have to do is remember that he's there waiting for you. Okay, so next time we're feeling afraid or worried or scared, we need to remember our parents are good options, but God is too. It should be, yeah. Okay, all right, y'all want to say a prayer with me? All right, let's bow our heads and pray. Dear God, thank you so much for the children that are here today. I just pray that you would help each of us remember that you're there waiting for us, and all we have to do is seek you out. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, as the kids head back to their seats, I just want to say welcome to worship, and I'm proud of each and every one of you. Because you made it to church. Uh, if you have a kid, you made it to church the beginning of spring break. But more importantly, all of you made it with daylight savings time. Because I have to tell you, when my alarm went off this morning, I really thought it was wrong. And then I remembered. Because my mom had sent me a text last night that was waiting for me when I woke up saying, Don't forget. Because no matter how old you are, your mother likes to remind you about daylight savings time. <laughs> but welcome to worship this morning. Feel free to go and get more coffee throughout worship. It's exceptionally good today, so get the coffee, drink it up so we don't have to pour out any of it. But as we continue in worship, there are some things that I want to lift up. So if you have your bulletin, inside we have our top three. And the first thing of note is that for any women in the church, our UMW is sponsoring on Saturday, March 21st. From 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., they're just going to walk through the book of Mark. And so for any who are interested in um, joining them that day, just contact Peggy Peterson. It's a brown bag lunch day, but uh, for any who are interested, this will be, I'm sure, a great study in preparation for Easter. And then also number two is that every year during Lent, we take up a special offering for Rise Against Hunger, which used to be Stop Hunger Now. And so Rise Against Hunger packages food, and we're going to package food on Sunday, August 30th as a church family for worship. But they package food that a family in a third world country in need can take, and it can feed, each bag of food can feed a family of five or six. And so we're, our aim is to package over 40,000 bags of food. And so it's a big aim, but every year our church exceeds our goal. And so we encourage you, if you feel led to make a contribution to this special offering, to make a check out to the church and to note that it's for the Lenten offering. And then also, this year we're doing things a little differently for our Easter egg hunts. We always have our Easter egg hunt here at the church, and then we always do an Easter egg hunt at Trinity Mission in Forest, Mississippi. And so this year, we're actually just combining our efforts, and so we're going to be collecting plastic eggs that we're going to, re, that we're going to collect after the church Easter egg hunt and repackage for Trinity, because most parents, I think, just throw away the eggs. But... Uh, so we're asking for you all to bring plastic eggs and individually wrapped uh, mini can candies without nuts or peanut butter uh, for us to 
to put in the eggs so that both our children and the children at Trinity Mission Forest can have a fun time um, at both the events and the dates and times of both Easter egg hunts are listed. If you're interested in volunteering at either, just let Kate know and she'll relay to Melissa for Trinity Mission's Easter egg hunt. And then also a note is that, of course, there's no Wednesday Night Live this week with spring break. But we'll be back next week. And in two weeks, we won't be in here. In two weeks, we're going to be combining in the sanctuary for Confirmation Sunday. And I really encourage you to come that Sunday not only to celebrate the fact that we have 17 seventh graders um, saying either that they want to be baptized or that they are claiming their baptism and their faith for themselves, but we're also going to change it up a little bit with a truly blended worship service, which I'm excited about. And so I encourage you to come to celebrate the confirmands and just to celebrate the strength of how well our church does two different styles of worship. And then also, just a note of celebration, is that as we're continuing to receive commitment cards for our capital uh, campaign, is that as of Friday, 169 families along with our weekday ministry have pledged $2.4 million. And so thank you all. Uh, for helping us as we continue to pray and to dream about what our church can do and be in the coming years. And so, uh, just as we begin to transition uh, to hearing the word of God read, the team's going to come back up and we're going to, to sing a song, listen to a song. It's a song that Ants wrote. And so I think it's the chorus that's up, or nothing. You get to listen today. If you start um, catching on, sing along. But it's a beautiful song that we may um, kind of sit with as we prepare for the word to be read. Check, check, check. I'll teach it to you guys. You guys have heard it a couple times in here before, but um, I'm going to cut out and make y'all all sing it loud with me, so have no fear.
can never begin to imagine or know apart from you. 
So we give thanks for who you are. And we confess that we have not always, we have not always understood just the immense gift of your friendship, of your healing, of your goodness. Lord, just in this time, we turn our attention to you. May you set aside our to-do lists, our worries, anything that could block us from receiving what you would have to say to us today because Lord, all that matters is your word being revealed for us knowing more deeply what you have given to us contained in your scriptures. And so Lord, we just ask that you reveal yourself to us. Help us to walk more deeply in your word and in your truth. It's in your son's holy and precious name that we pray this day. Amen. So this morning, as we continue our Lenten study, I'm going to invite us to do what we did last week, which is to read Psalm 23, the King James Version, aloud together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this month, for our Lenten study, we're walking through Psalm 23, this familiar passage that we can often go to throughout our lives so that we may know more deeply its truth. Especially the opening verse of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or I lack nothing. Because every verse that is in Psalm 23 builds the foundation for us to know the truth of verse 1. That with God as our shepherd, with Christ as our shepherd, that we don't have to lack a thing. That in him we can know the sufficiency of who our God is. And last week we looked at the opening two verses about how it says that God leads us beside still waters and lays us down in green pastures, that with Christ as our shepherd, that we have everything that we truly need. And today we're going to turn our attention to the opening line of verse 3, which is that he restores our 
And today I want us to talk about the three ways that we can experience that restoration of our soul. And the first way that, that we can experience the restoration of our souls is through the confession and forgiveness of our sins. Which is so fitting for Lent. Because throughout Lent we journey to the cross and to the empty tomb. But every year the easy thing for us to do is to just jump to Easter Sunday. That's the easy thing to do. That's the big Sunday where churches explode at the seams, right? We always want to jump to the resurrection. We want to jump to the good news. We want to jump to the victory. We want to jump to the news of a living Lord. But the thing is, the truth is, that we cannot get to Easter Sunday. We cannot ever know the truth of resurrection without first coming to the cross. We have to come to the cross. We have to stop and lay witness to the sacrifice that our God chose on our behalf. And it makes us uncomfortable and it makes us uneasy and it can make us feel ashamed. But we have to come to the cross. Ephesians 2 tells us that we were dead in our sins. Romans, I believe, 6 says that the wages of sin is death. And, and we all acknowledge the fact that we are sinners standing in need of grace. That is why we love Easter. That's why we love the celebration of victory of what we have in Christ Jesus. But first we have to acknowledge, we have to acknowledge that who we are without the cross, without Christ, is that we have nothing. We were dead in our sins. But on the cross, when we get to Good Friday, we lay witness to the truth that our Savior, that God himself chose to go to the cross and to carry our sins, our shame, our missteps. That he chose to endure the most painful death. So that we can know forgiveness and grace and healing and mercy. Ephesians 2.1 says, we were dead in our sins, comma, but we have been made alive in Christ Jesus. We were dead in our sins, but because of what we know, the truth we know of the cross... That when we confess our sins, when we come before God and we acknowledge how we have me messed up, 
when we ask for forgiveness, that God removes those sins from our record. That God forgets them. That we don't have to carry that anymore. That we get to live into the healing and the grace and the love of Jesus Christ. We get to feel our souls restored. In the season of Lent, we get the invitation to confess with the knowledge that that we are sinners, but that we have been given a way to here and now know the truth of forgiveness and healing and love. We know the, the truth that our, of our soul's restoration through confession and through the forgiveness of our sins. The second way that we can now know the restoration of our souls is through rest. As Kate talked about with the kids of napping and, and the, the rest that comes when we sleep. And sometimes we can forget this because of the world that we live in where we're always told to do and to do and to go and to go and to always be busy. We live in a culture of perpetual fatigue where it's almost a, a victory when we say we're tired because of all the stuff we have to do. But rest and sleep is holy work. Actually, resting and sleeping, no, not laziness, but resting and sleeping is an act of faith. Because when we choose to rest, when we choose to sleep, we're saying, God, I know that ultimately you are going to make all things right. It's not on us to fix everything or to be everything. We are called to be faithful, but the thing is we have to remember that God is invested in our whole lives, not just our spiritual lives. That God is interested in our physical and emotional and mental well-being. That God knit us together in our mother's womb, so therefore God cares about every part of our lives. So even in this culture where we often feel the pressure to succeed at all costs, God wants us to rest. Remember, it's one of the commandments to keep the Sabbath, that, that we have to give ourselves permission to slow down and to rest, to sleep. And to trust that God is sovereign, that God is king, and that God is going to make all things right ultimately. It's not on us. So in the season of Lent, we also have the option to say no to something. To say no to something, even a good thing, so that we can say yes to rest. 
Yes to not overextending ourselves. Yes to remembering that God wants us whole and okay and rested. So we can know the restoration of our souls through confession and forgiveness. We can know the restoration of our souls through rest. And ultimately, we know the restoration of our souls in relationship with Jesus Christ. And sometimes we can get in these habits of of just relegating our relationship with God to when we're at work or other things. And and I have to I have this one friend and their job and I tell this to them is to remind me that I am not my job. That the work I do in preparation for Sunday worship and other things is not the totality of my spiritual well-being. That that all of us are called to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. It is only in Jesus Christ that we can truly know life. Dallas Willard wrote that we can only ever truly see ourselves when we see God. That we can only truly see ourselves, our worth. When we see God, when we make time for that relationship. In Matthew 11, verse 30, in the message translation, Jesus says, Take time with me and I will restore to you your life. That when we make time to be with Jesus, in listening, in scripture, in prayer, in singing, in just silent presence, that we slowly regain our life. But it's also, how can we trust to ask for forgiveness from a God that we cannot see if we do not know him? We cannot truly know forgiveness and love and grace and our, and our new identity as God's beloved children if we do not know this God. How can we trust ourselves to rest and to find our true worth in who Christ has declared us to be instead of how often we find ourselves judged and evaluated in this world if we do not know God and entrust our whole lives, our worth, our well-being into his care. We have the opportunity in the season of Lent to experience the restoration of our souls. to choose one of these paths that that we might be feeling far off from or that we haven't tried yet 
to take one of these paths and to trust that God will speak to us, that we will that we will find ourselves restored and renewed. If we if we choose the path of confession and forgiveness, of of taking the time to intentionally name before God where we've messed up. And to release that, to release the weights. We can take the, ta- the path of saying no so that we can rest, so that we can be restored in our physical and mental well-being. We can also take the path of, of not just giving stuff up for Lent. As one blogger I read wrote, Lent is often the uh, pre-get-your-beach-body-ready season. It's not just about giving up. It's about taking on. It's about refocusing our hearts and our attention on Christ. Of taking the path of, of choosing to, to really invest in that relationship of taking that time with Christ so that we can find our lives restored to us. Whatever path we choose, ultimately Lent is the season that we choose to make of it. Lent is whatever we choose to put in. My prayer for each of us is that we choose restoration. That we choose one of these paths so that we may come to Good Friday and Easter Sunday renewed and restored. As Dallas Willard wrote, ultimately each of us determines what our soul is worth. What is our soul worth to us? I pray that each of us knows when we look at a cross how much God thinks of each of our souls, of each of our lives of each of us. That God thought enough of each of us, as it says in Romans 5, 8, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, proving God's love for us. May we choose to find our whole being, our whole worth in that love. Let us pray. God, it is so easy for us to find our worth in anything but you. So easy for us to run ourselves ragged, trying to prove ourselves to ourselves, to others. It's also easy just to take your grace so cheaply. Lord, we just... We come in this time acknowledging our need for you. 
our need for you to, to know life, to know renewal, to know restoration. Lord, whatever path we're called to take, may you convict each of us and may you draw us down it so that we may know the strength and the peace and the comfort and the healing and the love of what it means to find our worth in you, our shepherd, in whom we lack nothing. Lord, draw us to you. Call us by name. And help us just to trust that when we focus on you, you will restore to us our life. Amen. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. And you have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in. been so, so kind to me.
When I was your foe, still your love fought for me. Yeah. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. been so, so kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, you chases me down, fights till I
that pursued us to the cross. But death could not keep God's love down. We have a Savior who walks this earth calling us to embrace and to know and to live into the love of God. So as we go forth, may we trust that love to find the restoration of our souls in whatever path it takes so that we may have and know life. So go forth in peace until we meet again.